Welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. We believe we have a mandate to bring godly change to our nation and the world through the seven spheres or mountains of influence. To further this cause, we give away a product every week that will empower you to get involved in changing your life and changing our world. You can register for our weekly giveaway by subscribing at truthandliberty.net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly updates on guests, news, and much more. This is an interactive live cast, and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA. Hello and welcome to the Truth and Liberty Livecast. My name is Mark Cowart, setting in for Andrew Womack tonight. Man, we have a very special guest tonight. We have with us uh, Janet Porter. And some of you may remember, um, well, she's the president of Faith to Action, but she is the architect of... Uh, the uh, heartbeat bill and I tell you as I was reading over Richard her all about her tonight I mean there's three pages here mm, and yeah. it's going to be awesome and she's now running for Congress so uh, Janet we want to welcome you to the Truth and Liberty livecast it is so good to have you with us thank you for joining us all the way from Ohio thank you it's my privilege to be here and uh, before we get started, Janet, we've got some items we need to get covered. So, Richard, uh, it's always good to be with you, by yeah, the way. Same, You've same got here. some things to share with us. Can you uh, do that now? And then we'll get into our interview. Yeah, absolutely. Be glad to. Well, it's so, uh, so good to have Janet Porter with us again. Uh, she's just one of my favorite people. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, Mark, if... If we could hand out medals in the culture war, she'd be a decorated veteran. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but folks, um, it's we've got some great events coming up here at Andrew Womack Ministries. Wanted to tell you about the first thing is campus days at Karis Bible College. That's uh, just right around the corner, April 6th through the 8th. And uh, if you've been watching Truth and Liberty for long, you probably heard me talk about campus days. It's my favorite event of the year here. Uh, it's where God got a hold of me and my uh, my wife and changed our life and brought us out here and literally changed the destiny of our lives. So. If you're wondering if God's calling you to something new, something greater, something different, you want to make an impact, please check out Campus Days at Karis Bible College. You can find out more information on awmi.net slash events. Also, um, April 8th is the annual performance of David, King of Jerusalem at Karis. This is an awesome musical. I'm telling you, it will hit you just in the deepest part of your spirit and soul. It is powerful. It talks about King David and his relationship with the Lord and uh, just really wonderful. Wonderful. Um, and then in the first part of July, uh, we've uh, got the annual Summer Family Bible Conference coming up, July 5th through the 8th. And just before that is the In God We Trust performance. Have you seen that, that uh, show, Mark? That yes. is amazing, isn't it? They are anointed, but you know, Richard, the excellence that it's done with, but yeah. the anointing on top of that, it's life-changing. You know, there's so many messages out there today about how bad America is, and it's this and it's that, but these shows, Will, and, and that whole conference will remind you about why America truly is a great nation and how thankful we should be to live in this amazing Absolutely. land. So also wanted to mention that tonight is an interactive uh, broadcast and we, are, we really want to hear from you with your comments and questions. Uh, uh, so be sure to post those in the chat function on our website and then also uh, the, ch the uh, uh, 
the chat function on our website, the comment section on Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube tonight, I want to really encourage you to jump off of there and go directly to our website at truthandliberty.net where you won't be censored and you'll have a reliable viewing experience. Um, we really encourage you to do that. Um, if you're not a subscriber to Truth and Liberty, would you just go on our website, click subscribe, share your email with us, and that way you'll start getting our weekly emails and uh, blogs and uh, other information that we send out all the time to help equip equip you and make you able to stand for truth in the public square. When you do that, uh, you'll be eligible to receive our free product giveaway. So um, last week we gave away uh, Spirit, Soul and Body and Janet Crowder, you are the uh, winner of that and you should be receiving an email soon about that. This week we're giving away Andrew's book, You've Already Got It. See the picture of the dog chasing his tail on there? This is one of Andrew's greatest, most popular books. It, it's the revelation of the complete uh, work of Christ on the cross and his resurrection and how we can walk in that on a daily basis and achieve victory. So uh, subscribe today and be eligible to receive that. Also, um, we do what we do here at Truth and Liberty through the donations and generosity of our members. We're a 501c4 organization. That means that your donations are not tax deductible, but we are tax exempt. And regardless of whether it's deductible or not, you're doing the work of God. You're partnering with us to get truth out in the culture and to stand for Christ. If you sign up to be a member, that means a $5 or more recurring automatic contribution on our website today, uh, you will receive in the mail a gift. And that's Alex McFarland's uh, book, The Assault on America, How to Defend Our Nation Before It's Too Late. Alex is a great friend of Pastor Mark's and Andrew's and ours and a, an amazing uh, uh, another culture warrior that's just awesome. So, um, and last thing I want to mention, tonight is if you need someone to agree with you in prayer, Andrew has a 24-7 prayer line uh, sh uh, and this prayer room that's just uh, uh, stocked full of anointed Word of God trained prayer ministers who will agree with you in faith and uh, miracles come out of that center every day. So call in at 719-635-1111 and someone will agree with you in prayer. That's all I've got, Mark. Awesome, Richard. Well, we are so blessed to have Janet Porter with us tonight. Janet, we want to thank you for joining us all the way from Ohio. And uh, one of the things, I'm going to let you share some of the highlights of what it is that you have done. But I love the uh, organization that you founded and you're the president of, and that's Faith to Action. And I think when I read about you, if there's one thing that I would say, you're a person of action. And I appreciate that so much because that's what we need more than ever Amen. today, Richard. Amen. One thing that really caught my attention, Janet, was the fact uh, in 2015, you produced your first film and David Barton made the comment on that quote, this may be one of the most important documentaries on marriage yet. We are very good friends with David Barton. That's a high compliment, but uh, there's so much to share. Could you introduce yourself to our audience? Tell us about yourself and what you are doing currently. Sure. Uh, David Barton is a good friend. In fact, he was just here last week uh, for a breakfast that we hosted. And uh, uh, one of the things I'm doing, I'll just come right out with it, and that is uh, I'm running for Congress. And uh, the reason I bring that up now is is David Barton uh, endorsed me. So that, that's, that was kind of a nice thing uh, right out of the gate. So he's a, he's a good friend for many years and uh, a real blessing to America. One of the the true American heroes, but you know, a lot of people know me as as the pro-life girl. All right, so so uh, I had worked to pass in the, my early years. I worked to pass in a lot of the incremental bills we all know: uh, parental consent, 
uh, the woman's right to know law with a 24-hour waiting period, fetal homicide. I even lobbied to pass the nation's first ban on partial birth abortion, but at the end of the day, uh, it wasn't enough. Regulating around the edges of abortion did not get us where we needed to go to the place where children were protected. And so uh, now, now 12 years ago, uh, my husband uh, my husband says to me, well, why don't you outlaw abortion while you're back here in Ohio? And I, um, being a great woman of faith, uh, I looked at my watch and I laughed at him. I'm saying, yeah, I'm here anyway. You know, I might as well, might as well do that, knock that out while I'm here. Uh, <laughs> I laughed at him. It just, it, it seemed too big, right? Uh, and yet two, two weeks later, about two weeks later, God gave me the idea for a heartbeat bill that says essentially if a heartbeat's detected, the baby's protected. We went up against the establishment. We had to overcome two vetoes, introducing the bill five times. Took me nearly a decade of my life just in Ohio. But what they said was impossible is now inevitable. We now have 14 heartbeat laws uh, and counting. More than 30 states have introduced heartbeat bills in their, in their state. Um, but I had the privilege of recruiting uh, a guy by the name of Brian Hughes, who is the, was the sponsor of the Texas heartbeat law. Uh, and that is the law that, as you know, uh, is, uh, is actually in effect. That bill right now, that law is saving 40,000 children a year. Um, it is... It is the most protective law in the nation, the most successful, most significant victory that the pro-life movement has experienced in 50 years. Um, and the good news is uh, Idaho just passed it out of their house. Uh, they are a signature away from passing the Texas version of the heartbeat bill, which I believe will be enacted as well. And that's the one with the civil penalty. So instead of the other 13 heartbeat bills that had uh, criminal penalties attached, what we did in Texas is we made it a civil penalty so that any citizen could sue for a violation of the heartbeat bill, uh, the heartbeat law rather, and and you get $10,000 if this person is found to be in violation, whether it's the abortionist, the clinic escort, the receptionist, the insurance company, anybody that aids or abets in the abortion. It is fantastic. And the best news that nobody knows is that the Supreme Court, both in Texas and the United States Supreme Court, which has now reviewed the Texas heartbeat bill four times, does not have the votes to overturn it. So what that means is uh, Roe is dead. We have, we have essentially found the pathway to victory, which is what the pro-life movement has been missing for uh, 49 years. And so it's, it's fantastic news. Um, and it is, is, it is the base of what I'm running, but, but I'm running to, to, for Congress to fight for our liberty as hard as I fought for life. Boy, Janet, you know what's so encouraging about your testimony? You said you spent a decade of your life fighting for that. I think if there's one word right now, Richard and Janet, for the body of Christ is it's don't be weary in well-doing because really you were coming up against a Goliath, but you just took the challenge and you kept going. It may have been a decade before you really started seeing these results. Are you seeing that in other areas of our country where the body of Christ really needs to be encouraged and just not grow weary in well-doing? Well, that's it. A lot of people are asking me, you know, how is it that you got this done in a purple state? Because when I went to Texas and when I talked to South Carolina or Kansas or any of these other states, I would basically shame them into it. Look, if a purple state of Ohio can do it, surely the great <laughs> state of Texas can, right? Um, but, but if you want to know how it is we did this, we just, we just didn't give up. Um, we stood on the word of God, the seal of the state of Ohio. We stood on many times at the Ohio State House, and the, the motto of the state 
is with God, all things are possible. Oh. So it's, it's the state motto, it's my life motto, and we know it's true because Jesus was the one who said it. And so um, I, just, I just believe that, that that's it. I mean, if you, if you can lock in to what God says, we can actually see the impossible bow to the name of Jesus. In fact, NPR uh, came out, they, there, there was a, a radio station that kept trying to get interviews with me, but you know, when you've got to list your preferred pronouns, uh, she and her and they and them, I, you know, you're probably not going to get a call back from me. Um, but but they did a they did a story on on the heartbeat bills, and they did a, who is Janet Porter? They're asking, right? And and what they said is that how did this happen? They're wondering how in the world the heartbeat bill passed. And their answer was, uh, it's not that she moved to the center. They said it's not that she became more centrist. It's that the quote entire political reality shifted around her that's mm. that's what that's what npr had to say and it's it's really the, the resurrection power of a living god that that can change the entire political reality around us where we can see what they said was impossible where the establishment fought us for nearly a decade where my old employer right to life fought us for nearly a decade and yet we wouldn't give up and now uh, heartbeat bills are passing all over the country, including the federal heartbeat bill, uh, which, which uh, when we lobbied with my good friend Tom DeLay uh, and others, uh, we, we ended up with 174 co-sponsors. We met with more than 200 members of Congress, 174 agreed to co-sponsor the bill, which is more than any other pro-life bill at the time. But what we found is when I met with then Speaker Paul Ryan, uh, I, I explained to him, this, this bill has more support than any other bill. We've got the 44 additional votes needed to pass it, but they refused to bring it to a vote. And so what I'm finding is that we've not, we not only need to fight those Marxists on the left, we need to fight the rhinos on the right. And that's really what I've been doing for the last decade, including running uh, candidates against these senators who are blocking our bill. I actually ran against the president of the Senate. And so what I tell people, if you want somebody that's gonna fight rhinos, uh, how about you, uh, we select somebody that already has? Right. And that, that's the issue. I, I've learned one thing, that there's only one way to tell the difference between the real and the rhino, and that's actions that's results and so uh so yeah we actually put together a video uh of, of just just a two-minute video of, of, of a gist of of that basic issue that first priority issue of life if uh you wanted to play it that might that might be a good time well that might be a good time can Absolutely. we roll that we now? sure can okay let's let's roll that video now well it's official i am now certified to be on the ballot in the 13th Congressional District, which is all of Summit County, the northwestern portion of Stark County, and a sliver of Portage County. Why is it Janet Folger Porter on the ballot? Turns out I wrote a lot of books when I was Folger, so it'll be Janet Folger Porter coming up on May the 3rd. I've been endorsed by a lot of people that I respect, like Governor Mike Huckabee, former Congressman Bob McEwen, Congressman Jody Heist, Louie Gohmert, Michelle Bachman, Steve King, Brian Babin, the list goes on, a lot of them from the Freedom Caucus. You can tell something about a person by who endorses them, but I think you can tell more about who it is that doesn't like them. <laughs> Turns out that I have been on the radar of the left for many years now. Apparently, the left considers me to be a threat to their godless and Marxist agenda. And they couldn't be more right. If you want me to go to Washington to fight for your liberty as hard as I fought for life, I need your help. If you go to JanetFolgerPorter.com, just click the button that says Donate. You can donate the maximum. You can donate a minimum. Every bit helps. If you're an individual, you can give up to 2900 
If you're a couple, you can give $5,800, which is half the price of a mailing to all of the targeted voters in the district. There's something better than marching to end abortion and promising to end abortion, and that's ending abortion. And that's what we just did for 40,000 children a year in the state of Texas with the heartbeat bill that I had the opportunity to recruit the sponsor, Brian Hughes, and help to draft the bill that is now passed in Idaho to keep hearts beating. I want to do that in Washington, but I need your help. So if you want someone with a proven track record, go to JanetFolgerPorter.com. Just click the button that says donate. And thank you for putting your faith to action. Well, Janet, I want to say she, you are a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I tell you what I appreciate so much. Um, you know, you mentioned rhinos since we're on that subject. I tell you, I've, I've pretty much had it, Richard, with these people. They'll come in and they'll say, you know, the rhinos. Well, now we don't want you to compromise, but could you tone it down on those social issues and things like that? And you know what that really is saying, Richard and Janet, it's saying, could you tone it down on the biblical issues? Because that's what they are. They aren't just political issues or social issues. These are, these are Bible subjects. Yeah. Um, Janet, I appreciate your boldness and uh, your willingness to call it what it is and stand strong and not water things down. And I think one of the things I appreciate so much is, Richard, we are seeing so many people here in our local area they're, they're running for office, school boards and local offices and things like that. So, Janet, when did you make the decision and decide you're going to jump into the ring there and uh, go for Congress? Just actually a few, uh, a few months ago, uh, it's, 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 it's one of those things where I believe right now our nation is in such peril. I mean, we're on the precipice of, of collapse at the moment, and, and I just don't believe we have the time to wait and see if people are actually going to keep the promises that they make, if they're actually going to mean the words they say. Because again, uh, words are meaningless. They, they mean nothing. Actions are what you believe. Everything else is political talk. And, and we just don't have time to, to wait around. And I, I just believe that, that if you want to know who's going who's gonna to fight for life, who's going to fight for liberty, look and see who already has. For example, on the issue of liberty, um, I, uh, I, was, I helped to draft uh, the bill that would protect religious liberties of business owners. You may remember several years ago when the military, they actually had a policy that said military chaplains could not pray in Jesus' name. I'm like, that's not happening on my watch. I remember I had a syndicated radio show at the time. I had uh, Chaplain Gordon Klingenschmidt on the program every day. We pounded the phones of the Senate to the place. I was giving out books. If you call these senators, I'm giving you a book. We just would not let it go because, look, if you don't pray in Jesus' name, you know what? That's the entranceway. That's what gives our, prayer our prayers access to the Father. And uh, if, you, if you put a muzzle on the chaplains in the military, they, we might as well just pack it up. And so uh, it was Senator Warner who stood on the floor of the Senate, and he complained about the amount of phone calls and, and, and the emails and the reaction that he's got and, and he actually went to the armed service committee and that policy was reversed um, because we wouldn't quit we wouldn't give up because some things are worth fighting for life is one of them liberty is the other um, and then you look to see you know it goes down the, the list I mean the second amendment is is pretty is very pivotal to to us too I mean a lot mm. of people don't understand that our, our founders did not put that in the Constitution for hunting 
Um, my father uh, was was an army sergeant. We grew up with with guns. Uh, I'm, I'm not only pro-veteran, this is what I wrote in my book, my latest book, uh, A Heartbeat Away. Andrew's talked about it on his program. I dedicated it to, uh, to President Trump, by the way. This is what I said. I said, no politician who supports gun control should get armed protection paid for by the citizens they're trying to disarm. I mean, these are basic things. But what I want to do is I want to put that list together, and I'm actually working with Tom DeLay, our friend, former majority leader, to put together, and he was one that was instrumental back with Newt Gingrich, to get the original contract with America. Mm -hmm. What if we put a list of what we want? Energy independence and opening the Keystone Pipeline, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, making sure we've got uh, the right to, 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 to bear arms, making sure that we, uh, we, we work for a balanced budget, something nobody's talking about, you know, beginning mm -hmm. with disarming the enemies of America and Israel. And I don't know, uh, one of the Freedom Caucus members came up with the idea of, of abolishing the, uh, the Department of Education. That seems like a fantastic idea. Um, so what if we put a list together and we ask the newcoming freshmen to say, listen, if you came here, not for perks, not for privileges, but if you came here to adhere to the principles of the Republican Party, to adhere to the platform, which is excellent when it comes to uh, standing for biblical <clears throat> values, if you came here for that, then let's put a list together upon which we all agree and say, if you want our vote for leadership, the first vote we're going to cast is who's going to be speaker, who's going to be majority leader, majority whip. And if you don't agree to the the principles of this party, these issues like a federal heartbeat bill, like protecting our religious liberty, like uh, energy independence, like securing our border, if you don't agree to that, then you don't get our vote. And I think that's the first vote we need to cast is one that, that makes those in leadership agree to bringing these issues to the floor for a vote for a full and fair hearing of, 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 the, of the bills in, in the committee, but a full floor vote uh, this session. And I think that's, that's a very reasonable request, and it's one that's going to alter what happens in every single, I mean, you, you know this, every single, every single uh, 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 Republican-controlled majority, you know what happens, they promise, we're going to defund Planned Parenthood, we're going to repeal Obamacare, we're going to stop the steal and, bring, and fight the voter crime, and they never do. This is a way to bypass all the rhino obstruction and say, this is the promise we want you to make up front. And if you don't keep your promise, there are mechanisms to replace these members of leadership from people who pledge for the, for the platform, for these principles, rather than the perks and the privileges that they try to buy your vote for them. That, that, that's, what they, that's what they do to, instead of keeping the word. They say, oh, we'll make you a chairman. Oh, we'll help you next election. No, no, no. We came here to do a job. We're going to keep our, our promise to those that entrusted us with this vote that we work for. The, you know, we're public servants. We're not, we're not the, uh, the boss of, the, of, of, uh, uh, of this whole operation. The bosses are the voters, and we need to be true to them. Wow. That's such a creative idea. I love it. You're, you're basically uh, challenging uh, other candidates and members of Congress sign this pledge saying you're only going to put in leadership people that will bring the issues to a vote. Basically, that's what you're saying. Yeah, you'll like this. I woke up one morning a couple of months ago and I said, what is rhino spelled backwards? O-N-I-R. Okay, we'll take the honor pledge. Only new independent Republicans. We're going to honor our privilege, our, our, our platform. We're going to honor our, our principles. And it's, it's rhino spelled backwards. We're the anti-rhino. What might end up being a caucus one day begins with a pledge that says if the first vote we cast, and here's, here's what it says in the pledge itself. Uh, it says, a floor vote on all of the following is the basic requirement mm. for my leadership vote. It's the first vote we cast, but we make sure it counts.
Wow, that's fantastic. Well, uh, Janet, you going back to your congressional race for a second, just so everybody knows, you're running in the 13th district of Ohio, right? Yes, uh, and they've been fighting over lines until last week where they say right now uh, it's, it's, it's Summit County, which is Akron, uh, Ohio, and the, the northwest part of Stark County, which is Canton. So it's essentially Akron, Canton, a little sliver of Kent and Portage County, but uh, it, is, uh, it is, is right now uh, that, that area of Ohio, which is an open seat, uh, which has no incumbent and no one who has previously held office. So it's, it's wide open, and the good news is that you don't have to you don't have to live in the district to be to, to help or to pray um, mm -hmm. you can find out more when you go to Janet Folger Porter com Janet F-O-L-G-E-R Porter P-O-R-T-E-R dot com uh, and you can you can help because you know actions are what you believe everything else is religious talk political talk just talk wow that's great well, Janet, uh, you know, the news is still being dominated by what's going on in the Ukraine and the Russian invasion there. Uh, but, you know, uh, at the same time, we see a rising threat from China uh, wanting to, it looks like, probably invade Taiwan. They're working in, con in conjunction with Russia. Uh, how do you uh, evaluate the current administration's performance when it comes to America's national security? You know, it's funny. Uh, we were at CPAC uh, a few weeks ago. And the pres, the real president, the one who was actually elected last time, uh, he he spoke, and and it's interesting. They all said he was the guy that was going to bring us to war. He was the one that was you know so perilous and so so troubling. Um, but there was no war under President Trump. Um, but when you have weakness, I mean, this is this is the principle that Reagan taught us: peace through strength. Uh, but when you've got a weak leader that that can't even you know finish a sentence, uh, we've got a problem. And and our our other leaders around the world have recognized that. Uh, when you can't stumble through a, a, a State of the Union address or answer a question that, that comes from a, even a friendly member of the press, we've got problems. And, and yes, that signal is sent to China. Um, someone asked me today about China, and I said, look, you know, if we want to deal with China and, and, and realize that we're dealing with a hostile communist regime, we need to see those in Congress and follow the money trail and say, who's, who's on the payroll? Who's actually selling out uh, our American values? Because we, we've got uh, we've got to look at that with very, very serious eye. We've got to make sure that that what we do reflects um, our our values, which which is life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. It's 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 the freedoms that 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 God gave us. You know, every other place you look, you look to look to uh, not just China, but uh, but to Canada. You know, look what happened. Look what they did to the truckers right now. It's appalling because the other countries don't view our rights as being given to us by God. We're endowed by our creator. But if the state is the one that's viewed to be giving us our rights, then the state's the same one that can take them away. And uh, we, we run a risk right now of, of being Justin Trudeau in America. Uh, there's a bill that, uh, that passed the Senate, had to do with Ru Russian sanctions, um, but they actually are, 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 are limiting the, uh, the, 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 the definition of what a terrorist is so that you can, by definition, say, you know what, we're going to freeze your bank account. And if we think you're, you're, you're a terrorist and we're going we're gonna to take from you your freedom and put you in jail, this is the kind of stuff that we need to rein in. It is tyrannical. And uh, I mean, we saw this with the vaccine and the forced, the forced vaccinations, the mask wearing. Well, so, so what I'm doing on liberty, and, and this may not be the issue as much now as it was, but there's another, uh, what, what does Dr. Fauci say? Well, there's another variant coming and another variant, and they want to lock you down maybe next general election. Well, what we want to make sure is that they never do this again. And the Nuremberg Amendment that I'd like to introduce to the budget is an amendment that says, if you violate the Nuremberg Code, 
by the way, the Nuremberg Code, international law, that says before we inject you with some kind of experimental drug, um, you have to have, give your permission, your consent. And so what I want to say is, is look, if, if you violate the Nuremberg Code with a forced vaccination as a condition for employment, purchase of goods and services, education, travel, medical treatment, then, then we are going to take your funding from you in this state. And so I just believe we've got the power of the purse uh, in Congress, and that's what we've got to use. We saw it with, with, uh, with illegal immigration. We can whine about it and wring our hands, but, but we need to finish the wall. But we also need to use that power of the purse and say, if you are violating federal immigration law, then we're going to take from you your funding. If you are part of a sanctuary city, uh, that is housing illegal immigrants against federal law, then guess what? Your funding is gone too. And so what I want to do is I want to get there and I want to cut the budget in every way possible to give business owners, to give farmers, to give individuals and families their most money back, including those parents whose money should follow them wherever it is they decide to send their children to school because the current system isn't working. As I wrote about in my Heartbeat Away book, we need to break the government school monopoly because it is doing our children a grave in disservice. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, that's amazing. And you're the first uh, candidate that I've heard talk about balancing the federal budget in years. Um, tell us what's going on with the budget. I don't even know where it is now, uh, how many trillions of dollars our deficit is, not to mention our debt. How, how in the world yeah, are we gonna do that, Janet? You know, is that even possible well, anymore? We, you know, this is the thing. With God, all things are possible. We gotta start talking about it, because all mm. we talk about is a trillion dollar bailout, another trillion dollar bailout. We are paying over $200 billion a year in interest, just in interest. Um, which is doubling as we give more and more of these these bailouts, right? So, so what we've got to do, and this is what I would suggest: we get a group of our leaders, we get them in a room, and we start we start with nothing. We take everything off the table. We put we just take it all off. We say, all right, so we need a strong defense. Let's fund our defense. We want to take of our take care of our elderly, take care of our disabled. We got Medicaid, we got Medicare. All right, so then we then we can just 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 add. Uh, as as necessary, but but everything is 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 really on the table for being removed from this budget, and that again includes a lot of these bureaucratic departments, a lot of these oversized uh, just just there's just there's just all kinds of cash cows, including all the agenda. By the way, those trillion dollar bailouts all came with radical agendas for the woke and the green new deal, the green new nightmare, all these kinds of things. By the way, did, did it ever occur to anybody? Uh, as we are right now uh, 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 looking at, at, at how are we going to get the fuel we need? Well, we had the fuel. We were energy independent under Donald Trump. Uh, what I put on my telegram was, was this, if only, if only we had our own oil and we could dig up with big machines and transport with some kind of pipeline. We do. It's called the Keystone Pipeline. We don't have to go to the enemies of America, the tyrants of the world, the Irans, the Venezuelas, as Russia has shut, shut us down. What we can do is, is produce and drill our own oil. But it's, it's interesting. We see with the, the resident Biden administration, they are, they are so beholden to the left to say, well, you know, everybody go buy an electric car. You know, take take the bus. This is what they're trying to do. Let them eat cake. This is their, their approach. But what we are realizing is there's a lot of people that every time they go to the to the gas pump, uh, they realize Joe Biden did that. You've seen the stickers where he's pointing to the uh, to the price that we're paying now through the teeth. And I believe we're seeing a lot of buyer's remorse. We're seeing a lot of voters who are, are, are realizing that, what do you know, 
Donald Trump was right. President Trump had called it right, not only on foreign policy, but on domestic policy and on making us energy independent and securing our borders so that we have we have national security that begins at our border. Everybody's whining about what's happening in the Ukraine. And certainly we pray for them. Uh, but but it seems as though this administration cares more about those borders being breached than our own borders that are being breached every single day here in America. Wow. Boy, Janet, you are, as I said, a breath of fresh air. You're the kind of leader we need in Washington, D.C., that's not afraid to go against the tide. And I'm just wondering, in fact, I want to remind our viewers that, you know, there's an opportunity to send their questions because mm -hmm. I have a feeling there's the waters are being stirred out there. I want to hear what some of our viewers are thinking tonight, some of the questions they may have. But it I believe that there are so many that the Lord is calling to run for office. What was it in you that caused you to take that step and decided to run? That's a big deal. And politics, as they say, it's dirty business. It's vicious. It's full of all sorts of betrayal. What puts you across the line to make that run for Congress? You know, it's interesting. I, I did not want to do it. I'm just going to be honest with you. I at one time had a desire, but that got beaten out of me. Uh, when I ran against the Senate president and uh, an insider told me they spent $1.3 million in a state Senate race, which meant they blasted me on every television radio commercial during every break with hit piece after hit piece saying I was the pro abort and I was the, you know, the one who uh, uh, is blocking things. It's, it was appalling that they just got away with lie after lie after lie. And it wasn't a lot of fun, let me tell you. Um, but you want to know what? It was worth it because at the end of the day, we wore them out and we ended abortion. <laughs> and those, those laws that have been struck by the courts, they're making their way up through the court process, which I believe will deliver the fatal blow to the heart of Roe versus Wade. But the fact of the matter is the Texas heartbeat bill, the soon to be signed Idaho heartbeat bill, those bills will be enforced as we've now seen by the court that refuses and doesn't have the votes to strike them. We, the, the end of abortion has begun. And this is what I believe that if we can end abortion, as we just did for 40,000 children in the state of Texas, soon to be a whole lot more in Idaho, um, then we can get our country back. And so I remember saying, you know, I'm thinking about running for Congress. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, I was down in, in, in South Carolina, I was being dropped off at the airport, and she said three things. Uh, her, name, uh, her name is Patty, and she said this. She said, life is short. Take risks. No regrets. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I would rather run and lose uh, than what, wish my whole life I would have. Um, I, I don't want to go another election cycle. I don't think our nation can afford another election cycle with a bunch of people who will tell you what you want to hear, and then they go to Washington and they get bought out with the perks and all the promises, and they get their chairmanship or whatever they, they give them or money as 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 is happening all the time, um, and they get bought out. And that's why, you know, they go in poor and they end up rich. This, this is not going to happen. I don't want to be a career politician. I want my country back. And when you love America, you know what? You got to do whatever it takes. And I, and I remember even during the heartbeat bill, when, when we had to overcome a veto, we had to get 15 votes in one day. Uh, we were two votes short. And the one guy who uh, we had lobbied uh, went after the vote, went, went and, and voted. We were now one vote short. And I, I called a guy. It was two hours away. I said, we have, one, we have less than an hour to get you back here because uh, we've got three votes on the roster. We've got to get her best. Your, your wife is the swing vote. And he says, I'm two hours away. It's impossible. And I just, I just, something in me said, you know what? My motto, our state 
motto is with God, all things are possible. And so I got in my car and I said, can you pull off the road because I'm on my way to get her right now? And I took off running and I, I, I drove north while I had someone pick her up and drive south and we brought back our swing vote. We had the, 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 uh, the parliamentary procedure that says instead of adjourning, what we're going to do is we're going to recess. And so, uh, you know, it was after the, the, the reports went out that we had already lost. We were one vote short on a veto override. The news report said we lost. But what people didn't know is that I'm driving through a blizzard with our swing vote, and that's how we overrode Kasich the second time around. I mean, this is the kind of stuff you do. If, if, if everything's on the line, what do you do? The answer is whatever it takes. When it's that important, you do whatever it takes. And that's what we've got to do with our country right now, whatever it takes. And so whether I run or whether I lose my husband last night, I said, you know, this, this isn't a lot of fun. Um, but 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 I, I believe that I, 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 I don't want to, again, I don't want to live in regret. I don't want to wish I would have done something instead of sitting on the sidelines while I watch my nation burn. And he said this, he said, he said, if we perish, we perish. But we're going to stand and we're going to fight for America. And that's why I'm running. That is awesome. Sounds like the spirit of our founding fathers. Yeah, yeah it does. It <laughs> is does. what it so, is. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, uh, Janet, one of the one more question on, on uh, economic issues here. Uh, people are struggling uh, across the nation with the rise in inflation. Now we're seeing interest rates uh, also go up. Uh, which is going to choke off business and business development if it doesn't stop. Uh, are we headed back to the stagflation time of the Jimmy Carter era? If we don't, if we don't turn turn course, yes, that, that's that's very clear. I mean, they've basically taken ten dollars out of out of your. If you have a hundred dollars in your wallet, they've basically taken ten dollars out of everybody's wallet. Just just inflation. But then you go to the grocery store that has to pay the additional fuel costs for the food that you eat. I mean, I'm, I'm paying the most in grocery bills I've ever paid. Um, my mom just said, I just paid 60 bucks just to fill up my car. I mean, this is the kind of thing that, that everyone is experiencing. And, you know, they want to say, let him eat cake. And I mean, I don't know, <laughs> they're, they're telling you to, to, uh, to eat Raymond noodles, I think, that this is, this is the answer. No, no, no. What we need to do is stop the spending. You know, yeah. it's, it's like any kind of family. If you've been if you've been maxing out your credit card month after month after month, there comes a day where you can't do it anymore, uh, where you just can't put your last credit card on your next credit card. There comes a time where you've got to you've got to pay the piper, and that's where we are quickly approaching. When we're paying hundreds of billions of dollars in interest alone, it's got to stop. And so, even though nobody's talking about balancing the budget and cutting this out of control spending, somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to say, this is the time. And we, gotta, we need to live within our means, just as we're telling every other family that they have to do. It's time the American government lives within their means, just as we're expecting the rest of the world to do. Wow. Yeah, fantastic. Well, have we got some questions? We do have some in, questions. Richard? Janet, yeah, we want to get to our uh, listening audience tonight. So, Yeah, awesome. Okay. Well, here we go. We got the first one is Gail, who's asking, are military chaplains allowed to pray in Jesus' name now? They are. They are. Praise the Lord. Uh, but the policy was that they were not. In fact, my good friend, Chaplain Gordon Klingeschmidt, I was there at his court-martial because he was he was charged with violating that, that directive, and they, they released him. It was an honorable discharge, but it was a discharge that cost him 18 years of his 20-year retirement. Um, but we fought, and we didn't quit, and the policy was reversed. And so, praise the Lord. And it, it was all about being willing to fight for freedom. I mean, is it worth it to to have the religious freedom? Uh, I mean, our our founders thought so. They're the ones that said, give me liberty or give me death. And we have people who sit on the sidelines and say, you know what? 
I, I just don't want to run for office because it's so uncomfortable and they say mean things and, and you know, they give us disapproving looks. I, I don't give a rip. What we've got to do is put it on the line because our nation is worth it. America is worth it. And I believe America shall be saved. Amen. Wow. Amen. Well, here's another question. Uh, this is from Catherine. She's asking, uh, this is a really good one. When you first started out, Janet, did you have a mentor to help encourage you or did you always have unbreakable determination? Did you ever get discouraged and how do you, did you overcome it? Um, I was the kid who was afraid to give a speech. No. All right. <laughs> uh, and I'm just going to tell you something. Well, I, my high school reunion's coming up, and there's going to be people that do not recognize me there because I was the shy kid, couldn't give a speech in front of the class. And you know what? The, it, it's been said the only ability you need to serve God is availability. It's not about our gifts, it's not about our talents. Francis Schaeffer said, you know what? Faith is not a leap in the dark. It is ceasing to call God a liar. And what God said, Jesus said that, that with me, I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That greater is he that is in me than, than he that is in the world. That we're supposed to occupy until he comes, not cower in a corner and wait for Jesus' return. No, we're supposed to be salt and light in a dark and decaying world. And so if I were to say, what has kept me going? Um, it's, it's, it's that adherence to the word of God is knowing that it's true 100%. And somebody has to act like the Word of God is true. And you know what? I, I, I want it to be me. Uh, my mom is a walking pep talk. And so, so she's the one that has kept me going. Uh, my husband, if you were to ask him, just today, I was discouraged. And I'm saying, man, you know, this is uh, not, it's not that much fun. And he, and he says, you know, well, you want someone else to do it? And the answer is no. If, 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 if God has given me this to do, then I want to do it. And I'm going to quit complaining and shut my mouth. And he knows how to handle it and, and, uh, and not uh, cater to, to all of the, all the whining and the naysaying. And, you know, I got to fill out another survey and, oh, well, you know, who's endorsing who and, and, you know, what event is where and, and can I speak and can, you know, you know what? Um, at the end of the day, it's all about what, what, what doing, doing what we're called to do. And, and I'm just praying that uh, what the Word of God says in Isaiah 22, 22, that He will open doors that no man can close and close doors that no man can open. And so that's, that's really it. Uh, I, uh, I had a friend meet with uh, President Trump uh, this weekend, and uh, we, are, we are asking for a meeting. I'd love to sit down and talk with the man who really set the stage, who, who really put the policies in place that we need to restore. And, and uh, I, just, I just want him to know that, that should I be elected, that I would have his back. Janet, I, I feel prompted uh, of the Lord to ask you uh, to do this, is I think there are people, uh, particularly some women that are watching this program right now, that have a vision, have a dream in their heart. They feel like God might be calling them to do something, especially something great for their nation or their community, and they feel like it's too big for them and too hard. And I just wonder, do you have a word of exhortation to them directly? Sure. Uh if it's too big for you to do, um, that's probably from God. Um, he doesn't give us stuff that we can do on our own. That's, that's not God's, God's MO. That's not what he normally does. He, what, what, the, way, the way you know it is God is when it's, it's not possible for us to do on our own. I mean, how many times I've heard it was impossible? How many people told me it couldn't be done? And, and I just introduced them to my God, the God of the impossible. His name is Jesus. And so uh, I would just say, get back in that word, get that mindset uh, going. And, and, and I do recommend books like, uh, you already got it, which I already got uh, the book. Uh, it's fantastic. And we've been given, we've been given these gifts because you know what? His promises that are in God's word are yes and amen. And when I would ask people when I go places, I'd say, you know, how many believe the word of God? 
And they all raised their hands. And then, then my next question is, then what, what impossibility have you set out to do? What impossibility have, have you mm. seen bow to the name of Jesus? Because if we really say we believe this book, then we need to step out and do this book. And so, so I would just encourage you, I talked to a state rep yesterday, and I, I told her the same thing. I said, you know what, you're not sure whether you should run again. Um, guess what? You know what? <laughs> is it worth it? Is America worth fighting for? And the answer is yes. And, and yeah, what, what Winston Churchill said is that any great success comes at the risk of enormous failure. You got to be willing to say, you know what? I don't care what men think about me. I fear God. And so, yeah, we had enormous failure nine years in a row before the heartbeat bill became law, before it was signed into law. And it felt like I felt like a failure. Um, in fact, there's a uh, plaque behind me on the very end there that is Jason Rapert's first heartbeat bill that was first signed into law in 2013. It sat on my mantle because all those years when I was failing and failing and failing, I said, at least there's one state. There's North Dakota. At least there's two states. Iowa, at least there's three states. We were still fighting against the rhinos in the Senate. But I'll tell you something. If you want great success, be willing to risk enormous failure. Forget about what men think because, you know, my reputation became nothing when they, they, they went on every radio station and they were saying things like, you know, Janet Folger Porter started her corporation in Ohio and Florida to avoid Ohio taxes. Well, it was a 501c3. There are no taxes. <laughs> I started it in Florida because I lived in Florida, right? Before yeah. I ever came up with the idea for the heartbeat bill. But this is the kind of stuff they do. They said I was the pro abort. My poor niece, they, they, they have to accept the ads even on Christian radio. So on Christian radio, they're blasting me as the pro abort. And my little niece, she said, they don't know Aunt Janet. She's pro-life. And, 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 and that's so I, mean, I remember speaking at churches and they said to me, one woman came up to me and she goes, if, if I didn't hear you speak today, I would have believed the lies. And that's it. I mean, you got to have pastors. And that's one of the things David Barton talks about is that we have the freedom to speak up in church, even as a pastor on those biblical issues. One pastor, his name is John Bouquet, Ashland uh, uh, Church in uh, Bethel, Bethel Church in, Ac in Ashland. And he got up and I was speaking at his church. And he says, you know, I can't tell you who I'm going to vote for unless somebody asks. And so he, there was silence. He goes, well, isn't anybody going to ask? And some guy from the congregation said, who are you going to vote for? And he said, Janet Folger Porter. And I just think, you know what? We need men of courage uh, who are willing to take a, take a stand. And this is the time. This is not the time to be timid. And, and, and when you look to who, who affected our founding fathers, it was the pastors. They were the heroic leaders of our revolution, the Black Robe Regiment. And we need more men of faith who are willing, are willing to stand and be uh, men of courage. And even as David Barton says, they're trying to get pastors to, uh, to they're trying to get the IRS to, to try and, 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 and sue pastors. They said, look, this guy's giving a sermon on politics and this guy's telling you who to vote for and the IRS won't do it. And you know why they won't take the bait? because all the pastors in America are self-censoring, and we've got to stop that. That's, they would rather have everybody self-censor out of fear of man than, than, than realize we're going to stand and be bold and the IRS can't do anything about it. We're begging for that case because we want to make sure that pastors know they have the, the, the First Amendment religious freedoms, the right to free speech applies to them as well. Amen. Amen. Well, Janet, here's another question. Um, this one is a really sh uh, shifting the topic here. <laughs> uh, but is Trudeau still in hiding? I didn't know he was in hiding. Do you know what the answer to that is? You know, it's anybody's guess. Um, <laughs> wow. I, I just, I, I, yeah, I, I think, I think he think left Ottawa, question. right? He left Ottawa when the truckers came in, and I'm wondering, has he come yeah, back? <laughs> I think he was cowered under his desk last time, I, last report I heard. So, so yeah, claiming COVID and 
And uh, I don't know. I mean, they, when they were trying to get him to apologize for uh, telling Holocaust survivors that they supported Nazism, um, uh, the he ran out and hid. So, so yeah, I, I'm guessing he's he's cowered in a corner somewhere. It's appalling. It's mm. really appalling. And mm. and we need to pray for those truckers. Some of them are still in jail. Mm. Um, and wow. and uh, and yeah, this is this is what we've got to fight against. If if the state gives the rights then the state can take them away. And mm -hmm. we're looking at a Marxist state to our north. We never would have thought that would happen. But if it can happen there, it can happen here. And that's why we've got to stand. We've got to fight for our freedoms because uh, because they are, they are uh, really just an executive order from being taken away. Another lockdown, another mandate, another, you know, uh, of Biden's uh, 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 mandates to say if you want to do a contract with the with the government, you need to have an experimental bioweapon bio injected in your arm. It, it's appalling what's happened. And that's why, again, I want to introduce that Nuremberg Amendment to say you can't force us. You can't force us to do it. Um, it's funny because all these years I've been debating abortion and everybody talks about the right to choose uh, up until it comes not only to where to send kids to school, but whether or not we should be forced to take a experimental drug against our will. It's appalling. I mean, the hypocrisy is, is just so blatant. I wonder how they can say the things they say with a straight face, honestly. Mm. Well, they've got a lapdog in the media, I think, is part of the problem. <laughs> well, That's so, exactly the problem. Uh, we've got another question here. This is interesting. Whatever happened to the impeachment actions submitted by Lauren Bober and Marjorie Taylor Greene? I'm, I'm sure those probably never came to a vote, but do you know anything about that? Well, this is this points to the need for Republican control of the House, mm -hmm. because when the Democrats control things, those things never make it to the light of day. This is what happens. I mean, what they're doing, and, and they've been doing this with committees now, they're not even letting Republicans be in the committee. This is unprecedented. What they did to those uh, those people who protested, basically committed trespass violations in January 6th, they're sitting in jail. There was one gentleman who... Uh, Matt Perno, I believe is his name, is now dead, died in prison because of a trespass violation, that they're treating Americans like ter terrorists. And I want to reverse that, too. I want to make sure that when I get in there, we not only fight for those Americans who, who are really mostly just exercising their, their First Amendment rights. I was there on January 6th. I don't know if that, that's going to signal any banks to try to close my accounts. But I'm going to tell you something. We were exercising our First Amendment rights, and there were people there were ushering in. Police were opening doors and letting people in. It's appalling to see the setup that took place, the twisting of the narrative that took place. And uh, and I, I think we need to stand. Somebody needs to speak the truth uh, in the face of, of power. And uh, and if 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 the media doesn't report it, there's always C-SPAN uh, and there are still uh, there still is uh, some Internet uh, freedom that we can get to if we know what to punch in. And I'm just so grateful for this show. I'm so grateful for the truth. I'm grateful for the courage for, for, for you all, for, for you, Pastor, for you, Richard, and, 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 and Andrew Womack standing saying, you know, we're not going to bow to your max man, mass mandates. We're not going to bow to the lockdowns. And I just, I just so respect that. It's such a privilege to count you among my friends, and it's such a privilege to count uh, uh, Andrew Womack uh, as one of my endorsers. we got Governor Huckabee. We've got uh, former majority Tom DeLay. But, but Andrew <laughs> Womack, when I got that email, I just, uh, I just rejoiced. He says, hey, I endorse you, too. I didn't even bother to ask him because I didn't want to bother him, but God bless him. It's, it was really encouraging to see that. <laughs> Praise God. Well, that's high praise, isn't it? That is. That endorsement awesome. from Andrew Womack. Well, Janet, uh, there's so many things left for me to ask you about, but I want to ask you about this whole subject of election integrity. Um, you know, here in Colorado, the, uh, the, the 
progressive Secretary of State is trying to pass, uh, get a, a bill rammed through the state legislature to cement control, take it away from local county effect election officials because uh, forensic examinations are being done on servers, on voting machines here in the state of Colorado, and it sure looks like they're running for cover. I just saw a headline that 10,000 votes in Texas got uh, were, were passed over in a recent primary election down there. What can be done at the federal level to ensure that we have safe and reliable elections? Well, as you know, uh, Richard, we played it on your show, uh, some of the videos that I made standing with President Trump against this election crime. Uh, in fact, uh, one of the ones where I talked about the glitches in the Dominion machines, that actually got forwarded by General Flynn and Sidney Powell and others. It ended up with more than a million views. We need to stand against it. And one of the things I want to do in Congress is to link that funding. There, again, is the power of the purse to say if you don't require a voting ID, you know, a, a photo ID to vote, like, you know, if you get on an airplane or if you drive a car or rent a library book, um, then you don't get to vote. We're not going to give you funding for your state. Likewise, um, what we need to do is have paper ballots again. These machines, it's, it's, it, they've been shown to be absolutely fraudulent, and, uh, and we need to get rid of them. We need to have, we need to have paper ballots. We need to have uh, uh, a video surveillance. We need to have uh, uh, observers there from start to finish. Um, one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that in Ohio, and I think it was North Carolina and, and definitely Florida, what we require, and this needs to be done around the country, is we require all the absentee ballots. We need to get rid of all the mail-in. But if you're disabled and you're elderly and you request an absentee ballot and that's done properly, then we need to count those up first. And so that before you get to the other votes, you count those absentee ballots. That way, those that are cheating, they don't know how many votes they have to come up with. And they shut down the ballot counting overnight and they pull suitcases out from under tables and unload them off of trucks and keep feeding them through the machines. No, we need to make sure that we, we do those first. And I think we need a voting day, not voting months. That gives them more time to cheat. And so I just believe we need to rein this in and we need to tie the federal money to those that will have voter integrity beginning with that photo ID. Well, that's awesome. So, Janet, uh, I want to put your website up again for the campaign. Uh, one of the viewers is asking, do we have to be in your district in order to give to your campaign? I think I know the answer you, to that. You do not. That's the good news. Uh, and it's it's fantastic. And I'll tell you, you know, it, it, it seems like it's overwhelming. You know, there's there's a lot to do and there's there's mailings that need to go out. But let me tell you how easy this is. If there are two couples watching right now, I'm just on the website right now. I'm clicking the donate button. And you know what it says? If you're an individual, uh, any amount helps. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to discount anybody who gives anything. Any amount helps us with what we're doing. But right now, the maximum limit, if you're an individual, is 2,900. But if you're a couple, that's the, the, the maximum amount you can give in a primary is 5,800. 5,800. If two people, if two couples, give that amount, that pays for one mailing that goes out to every targeted voter of, of likely primary voters in the entire district. Two couples could pay for that mailing. And that's 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 really encouraging because it's not just about Summit County or Akron, Canton. This is about fighting for our nation. This is gonna affect everyone. And if you want a fighter, I, I guess, again, look look at actions to tell the future, to see what, what people are going to do in the future. Look at what they've done in the past. And uh, and and there's one thing better even than than, than uh, being backed by Trump, that that's, that's actually leading like Trump with results that no one thought possible. You know, one of my opponents, uh, 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 
I'm told is is uh, a beauty queen. I can say, well, I've, I've never walked the runway, but I have walked the halls of Congress. I've met with hundreds of members of Congress, and we came this close to passing a federal heartbeat bill uh, with 174 co-sponsors. We can do it again. And if with this vote as we come in to say before we elect you as a leader, as Speaker of the House, majority leader, majority whip, we want you to agree to these issues, these Republican issues, beginning with a federal heartbeat bill, beginning with our liberty, beginning with our secure borders and our energy independence. And if you won't commit to a floor vote on those issues of defunding Planned Parenthood, then you don't get our vote for speaker. Guess what? We'll find somebody else to run. And that's what it's going to take. I learned that in this last decade with, with, with uh, South Dakota and, and Arkansas, both. They voted as a group. And they said, if you want our vote on the budget, the issues you care about, then you will bring the heartbeat bill to the floor. And if we had had people who had the courage to do that in Ohio and the Ohio legislature, it wouldn't have cost me a decade of my life. And so if we do that vote where we band together as the new freshmen's coming in, taking an honor pledge, the rhino spelled backwards, the O-N-I-R, we take that pledge. We're going to make sure that those leaders who we elect are going to bring these bills to, to, to a, a floor vote. Uh, which they haven't done in years past. That's the way around it. And that's what I want to tell the president, should I get a meeting with him? And so you can also pray. Uh, that's, uh, that's a very important thing. And we need, a, we need more coverage than we have. I told that to my husband today. We need more prayer coverage than we currently have as well. Wow, Janet, you have been such an encouragement tonight. It is my hope, our hope and prayer that you are going to occupy a seat there in Congress. We need more people like you. I appreciate so much the perseverance that I see you've had to have. You know, Richard, Scripture says run the race with faith and mm. perseverance. A lot of people have faith, but sometimes they run a little bit low on perseverance. Mm. And uh, Janet, you will be in our prayers, and we are believing, you. God, you're going to be there in Washington, D.C. You have encouraged me tonight, just your perseverance to stay with it. And you know, I was thinking of what Samuel Adams said. He said, we don't need a majority to prevail, but a small, irate, tireless minority keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. And that's what you are doing, Janet. Uh, I appreciate the fight that you have in you. You know, the other thing that goes along with that is that God is famous for working through remnants. It doesn't take a majority. It never did. It didn't take a majority for America to start off. And David Barton points that out, that, that less than 12% than, than were actually supportive of the, of the American Revolution. I think that's the number I wrote about it in my book. You can check the actual figure when you get the heartbeat away, <laughs> learn how to pass a heartbeat bill in your state. But, but, but yeah, that's the thing. And the other thing he's, he's very famous for is, is taking bad and working it for good. That's where he gets beauty from ashes. We get our biggest harvest from manure. I mean, this is the kind of thing God's <laughs> famous for. We got a lot of material to work with, I it, think, right now. It is. And Janet, we have run out of time. This was a fast hour tonight. I want to thank everybody for joining us tonight. Janet, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. And I want to encourage everybody to share this tonight. You can go to truthandliberty.net and forward this. Also, thank you to CTN for carrying this broadcast. Amen. And we'll see everybody next week at this same time. Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net. 